Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. There's a lot of times when we go through a whole lot of changes that we don't realize how much damage is being done, you know, in our physical bodies. Because we are too busy feeling. We're too busy going through. So we, we don't know exactly, you know, all of the ramifications and the, and the outcomes of, you know, stress. Stress causes sickness. It causes damages in the cells, structure, mental illness. You know, the list goes on. It, it causes so much inside of our being. And it's just really, really important for us to take the time, take the time and breathe and get oxygen and and find ourselves in a safe place. When we're not in a safe place, guys, then things start to happen. We start to experience things that we don't want to experience, nightmares, daymares sometimes. Uh, Sometimes we lose focus. We get mind fog. Uh, Our blood pressure will shoot up. Or we may even get low. I mean, because we are experiencing and we have become the thing that we fear the most, 
So um, it's just really important that we take care of ourselves and be mindful, be mindful of our being, you know. Uh, sometimes we become this human doing thing, and we don't realize that we really need to be. You know, what does it mean to be? You know, just be to a point where I, I am I am content with whatever, bad, good, or ugly. I am content with it. It's okay. Because if, it's, if I can't change it, what else can it be but okay? You know, it's not that you agree with it, but you don't become the thing that's destroying it. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to become the thing that's destroying it. So let's just, you know, really take the time and analyze our lives and, and look from the deepest parts of ourselves and see, you know, over the years, from childhood trauma to the present moment, how have you been working through your emotions? Have you been suppressing those emotions? Have you been oppressed, depressed? You know, because it's all involved in your being. So we want to take a closer look at that and see how we can, you know, rectify a lot of these things. You know, you may need to finalize some things. Yes, finalize some things that you've been running away from, some things that you have been not taking seriously, some things that's been troubling you concerning people, situations, circumstances, and some things you're going to have to let go of because we we rotate 24-7, roll and take over and over and over and over. What do you think is happening in your brain? Your brain is releasing hormones. It's releasing cortisol. It's releasing all of these things that sometimes and most of the time turns into stress radicals. Stress radicals causes so much damage in the immune system because now this thing called adrenaline that was trying to prepare you for fight, flight, or freeze has become an ongoing thing. And when adrenaline is released in our body at inopportune times, it turns into other toxic chemicals that attack our immune systems. So I just want to really talk about that and talk about the situations surrounding that. So if this is something that you struggle with, controlling your emotions, I want to give you some tips, some strategies, so that you will be able to focus yourself when you feel overwhelmed and pull yourself back so you can analyze, like, what's going on in my life? What's happening? What's what's happening with me? You know, because that's so important that we pay attention to ourselves because we don't do enough of that. We don't, we don't do enough of paying attention. We pay attention to everyone else, but we don't pay attention to ourselves. And forget the lighting on my face. It's coming through my blinds. I was trying to <laughs> move away from it, but it just seems like it's there. It just looks a little weird. But the sun will keep rising, and it will go away in a minute. But childhood trauma is real. So let's get started. I want to introduce my co-host, Naima Latif, our executive producer, as always, on my team. Yes. 
heart is closed, what happens is those emotions have to go somewhere. Mm. So they go to our womb in a woman. Wow. And those and that is because of the pressure and the stress. Think about it. If the mind feels stressed, yeah. can you imagine what the womb would feel? What do you think would happen? It mm. interrupts the blood flow. Let's get a little deeper. In your it, it interrupts the blood flow, and the blood flow starts coagulation, and the cells don't rebuild themselves. Mm. properly. So here comes those uh, damaged cells that turn into scar tissue, because that's what damaged cells does. And that's the same process as in cancer. It turns into damaged tissues, because if cells don't reproduce themselves, they turn into scar tissue. Scar tissue is one of those things that soak up the, the, the nutrients around that oh. cell structure. Oh, wow. And that's the reason why the, the fibroids start to develop. It started off with like a little small scar tissue, and then over periods of time is when those emotions are, like I say, are flowing, those damaged those And it's the damaged emotions. It's not the emotions that are full of joy or peace. It's the emotions that we feel in the intensity. And so it affects the muscle. Because, you know, the uterine area it's mostly muscle because that's what the wound, the wound is a huge muscle type of house. I mean, it's hard to describe it, but Mm. it's there, and those muscles become tense. Anytime we go through our emotions and we get upset, they become tense. And sometimes it's like from the mild emotion, the mild tense, like irritation, frustration, Mm. Wow. And you can feel the tension, right? Yeah. So once and once those tensions start to be like an ongoing thing, and when you don't know how to filter your emotions, mm-hmm. your wound just keeps tensing up. It's like a heartbeat. Wow. Right? And then it gets comfortable. And then it, after a while, it don't release. It just remains tense. So now and that's what breaks down the, the, the blood flow. Because think about it. If something's intention, how can the, the vessels flow through it? How can the blood and, and the plasma flow through it? Because it, it's a living, breathing thing, right? Right. So I, I have a question, and, and, you know, maybe a lot of people have experienced this. Uh, during puberty, if you had a difficult time, maybe you – were in a household where there was dysfunction, you were feeling unloved, that kind of thing, and you're going through the menstrual cycle and the cramps become so intense. And then maybe years later after you leave the house, you know, you're living on your own, they, and you're no longer in that environment where you're being made to feel bad, the cramps disappear. Mm-hmm. So do menstrual cramps tend to be connected to our emotions that could be uh, feelings of being unloved and that kind of thing? Right. So I'm I'm happy that you said that because I did do a little research in the menses because that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what it's called, the menses, right? So remember, when the the uterine area, when the wound is tensioned, and those and it's dispersing, which means
rag full of water or something like that. Right, right, exactly. So that's why we feel that intention, that tension behind which is causing us physical pain. And if we are not careful with that, again, here comes the fibroid tumors right Mm -hmm. there. Because, again, the blood is flowing, but it's not, it's, it's, again, the cellular structure. It's the cells that are not producing because they're not getting proper uh, blood flow. You know, not doing the menses time, but just overall. And that, that scar tissue, again, then turns into fibroid tumors. I also want to uh, uh, talk about the fibromyalgia because, you know, the doctors, physicians call it the trash can disease. They don't know what it is. Wow. They don't know what, what that's what it's called. It's like they really don't know what caused it. I personally believe it's from inner child trauma and stress. Mm. I think that because this is also one of those issues where the womb is stressed. Yeah. The womb can become stressed, women, wonderful ladies. The womb can become stressed. So when the wound is stressed, what then happens? What do you think? Think about your mind for a moment. I'm trying to ditch the sun and just ain't moving. <laughs> think about your mind. When your mind is stressed out, what happens? What happens? The adrenaline? Yeah, the adrenaline flowing. Right? Yeah. And then you become what? You become sometimes if we're yes. stressed, don't you lose energy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lose you, energy. Yeah. Yes. You become tired, irritable, sometimes angry, and you might even flow through different types of emotions that you may not even be aware of. Sometimes we go through, I call it the tidal wave emotions. All at one time, you get real, real high, then you come back down. Then you get real high again, then you come back down. Right? So guess yeah. where you're feeling that intensity from? Your womb. Wow. Wow. Your womb communicates. Think about it. This is a house that houses life now. It houses a breathing, you know, when a woman can bear a child, she's bearing life. Right? Yeah. So this is a home. This is a home for a child. Ooh. This is a home for a human being, a, a, a soul. A yeah. home for a child for nine months or whatever. You know, it, 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 it's a home for a child. So why not? Why wouldn't it experience what you experience? Mm. Okay, there is also utero, uh, interutero damage, right, on a child, because we're going to go a little bit deeper with this. So the interutero damage on a child is that whatever the mother is going through during childbearing years is what the child is going to feel. That's how I know. That was my evidence to say. I said, how could this be? How can our wounds carry all that pressure? And then I went a little deeper and I started looking at how interutero a child can be born and a child can be extremely emotional mm-hmm. because yeah. their mother could be depressed, their mother might have been going through some type of grief, doing some circumstance, could be loss of a loved one, a lost period, domestic violence, or whatever she may be going through during those nine months of caring. So when the baby is born, the baby is actually sometimes babies are born 
where they they become very emotional. They become criers. We call them, um, you know, uh, what is a colicky. You ever mm-hmm. heard of that? Yeah. Oh, the baby yeah. has colic, and the baby is crying, and they don't know how to calm the baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I truly believe there was a transfer of energy from that mother to She's that baby stress. while that baby yeah. was in the womb. Yes. That's yeah, how I, I know. That, that was my evidence. Yeah. Yes, that was my evidence that we carried stress in the womb. Yes. That was my evidence right there. So those fibroid tumors, all of the things over in cancer, mm-hmm. um, there's so many different things concerning the womb, different types of chronic illnesses, you know, and women are subject to certain things, right? And I don't want this to be all bad. I just want to let people know ahead of time. Well, you know, you... you I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said because most of the time we don't know the fibroids there until something happens like pain. Yes. Excessive bleeding. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But it it was always there. So the first thing we do, we go to the doctor, we get a ultrasound, and then they here they we we have to go under the knife at that point. I want to get proactive today and let the women know you don't have to do that. But go ahead and say it. I'm gonna say what I have to say. One thing I one thing I'm saying since you mentioned that because you know I've had the fibroid surgery, um, and I, I I wish I had known now what I didn't know then. I mean, I wish I'd know, known then what I know now is that you, you can dissolve the, the fibroids. Everything doesn't have to be done surgically. But, of course, right. my doctors didn't know. I, I, I didn't have access to holistic healing information or even the, the, the energetic uh, conditions that created the fibroids, you know, because there were things, and I understand that now. But also what I was going to say you mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, this was going to focus a lot on, on women's issues, but in a real sense, I hope we can educate men so that they understand the vital role they play in creating the energy that enters the womb of a woman. Because I've seen so many cases of women who were angry during childbirth because there was conflict with the father of the child, and then the child comes out, like you mentioned, colicky, or just highly emotional, crying all the time, and and then they grow up uh, being the kind of children that are emotionally distressed. So if we can understand the connection between the experience of the mother before, during, and after childbirth and the kind of children that, are coming into our world and the emotional state that they're in because of the mother's emotional state while she carried them, then the fathers can be more conscious of the way they manage their relationships and the way they treat the women that they're impregnating. So, you know, the world that we're seeing is a manifestation of those emotions that happen during that act of intimacy. And if we can get everybody to see how they play a role, then we can be more conscious of how we're treating each other. And women can be more aware of even the the people that they surround themselves with in an intimate relationship because they are passing those emotions on to the child. 
women were no longer in, in charge of that process. Absolutely. Well, the thing about this is, even though those things are occurring in the world and outside of ourselves, at some given point, emotional regulation is vital to a woman. You have to know how to emotionally regulate yourself. You have to know how to do And then this is, when you control your emotions, you can control your life. You control your life for where you sit, how you respond. Not just react to the world around you, but respond. And you keep your property lines up. So that's what I want to talk about because we got to get into the areas of understanding what our emotions actually have an impact on our being as a whole. You know, like broken heart syndrome. It is such a thing when we go through uh, stressors uh, concerning, um, you know, a broken heart can be with any given situation. It could be and having a uh, failed relationship between family. It could be a failed relationship in any type of way, whether it's heterosexual or monogamous or whatever the case is. But that broken heart syndrome uh, causes us to feel so much intensity, which is anxiety. Anxiety then feels uh, it's in the heart center of the individual, then you literally feel like you're having a heart attack, but you're not. Mm. So when you get to the hospital, they're running EKG, and and they find out that, no, you're not having a heart attack. You're having a panic attack that resembles a heart attack. And so they literally treat it as such. They treat it as uh, what they would do is they don't treat it as a full-blown, what they call myocardiac syndrome. They, They treat it from the anxiety point, they give you they give you medication to calm you down. Mm. Because again, here comes those adrenaline and those cortisol have been released into the body, and then that and it goes direct in a woman. It goes directly to the womb, and then we start feeling that pressure in our whole being, wow. mainly in our heart center, because the womb communicates. It communicates with the mind. It communicates also with the heart and the spirit. Mm. Because remember, it houses life. It communicates by hormones. It releases hormones from the time we go through our puberty, uh, because when puberty is there, hormones are being released so that the woman can become a woman, a a young lady can become a woman, and vice versa. So it is very important that we we understand this. So we're going to take a break so I can get this sun out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a little more about fibromyalgia. All right. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stay with us. Hi. I'm Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month. 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solutions Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the neighborship of joy.
Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. In to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hours. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Mm. It's the same thing. 
irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, it flares up when you're under stress. Before, before you go further, uh, explain a bit about lupus, because I've known a couple of people who had it, and I think like mm-hmm. different organs would, would swell up. What exactly is lupus? Uh, lupus, uh, from my understanding, is a um, immune deficiency. An autoimmune uh, disease. Right, yeah, autoimmune. Autoimmune deficiency where um, I, it's, I think it's where the, the organs, like you say, they do become exasperated uh, due mm. to fluid buildup, mm. uh, which interrupts the blood flow, and that's what causes the immense pain. Um, and that is, it, depending on the different types of lupus, you know, it's not just one type. It's different types of lupus. Some lupus even come with depression or, or you know, a lot of anxiety, and then some lupus are where it, it you literally swell up. Like mm. you, you, your your legs are swell, your hands are swell, uh, because the edema, which is the fluid that is running with uh, in the blood screen, becomes exasperated. Um, so your your hands, your joints, anything around your your feet, your legs, uh, they will kind of build up, and you also start having like um, I call it like uh, blood surges. And you may get like really uh, red in the face mm. or on splotches on the body. Mm. Yeah, that that's when it's flared. Wow. It's flared up. And most of the time, most people have to just stop what they're doing and lay down. Mm. They they have to slow down wow. because it, it really takes a lot of your energy. And um, I mean. Autoimmune systems are affected by our emotions. We go right back to that mm-hmm. because that's where it's affected. Uh, when the emotions are not released and they are suppressed, that's where else can the energy go but in our body? Wow. That's what happens. It goes in our bodies. So um, our goal is to, again, finalize and settle things that, have not been settled, and uh, the thing about it is uh, it takes uh, intro work, intro, which is inside work, uh, to do that, um, to really ask yourself, have I finalized everything in my life, you know? Or some things I just want to forget, I don't want to talk about, I don't want no one else to talk about it with me, I just want to make pretend it's not there. Okay, that's not finalized. So a lot of a lot of women have been taught to suppress emotions or not express anger Um, Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of repression of resentment anxiety uh, you know anger uh, fear and if you've grown up in a family that kept giving you the signal that you're emotions were not allowed to be expressed and you either tried to pretend they weren't there or you mask them with, you know, pretending to have a smile. But I've observed that a lot of women later in life or maybe mid midlife, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, start having a lot of internal breakdowns, uh, a lot of them in the womb area, you know, whether it's fibroids or or cervical cancer or 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 breast cancer, you know, a lot of a lot of the 
organs that are, are connected with life and reproduction, it's like our bodies are communicating to us that there is pain that we have repressed and now it's expressing itself in our bodies through the, the breakdown of our cells. Is that a lot of what happens because we're repressing emotions rather than just, you know, say what we feel or, you know, address that person that may have have, have violated us in some way uh, and we weren't allowed to talk about it? So is that what's happening because culturally in a lot of places women aren't allowed to express anger or they're, right. or they're called bad names if they express anger and ridiculed, so they learn to mask it, but it, it manifests in their bodies sicknesses. Is that what's happening in a lot of cases? Uh, yes, ma'am, it is. And what happens is it's not just the primary emotion. Primary emotion is what's happening right there in that moment. Uh, for example, let's say, you know, uh, you, you're going through a divorce and you're going through emotions during that time of the divorce, right? So um, you you kind of work your way through it, you know, as best that you can. Um, you may or may not say everything that's on your mind, you know, because maybe not having the opportunity to do it or whatever the case may be. But, but let's say something triggers you again, right? Mm-hmm. It can trigger you. And triggering just what it is, it reminds you of the feeling that you had during that time. Okay, mm-hmm. so what then the brain does is go, it goes back in time. The brain is like a roller deck. It's like a roller that it holds all of our memory. The brain holds the memory, and the heart holds the issues. Mm. Okay? So when the memory comes back, it triggers us, and all the emotions that are from those, that, that actual event becomes evident. We start feeling those things all over again. So the body is under fire again. Mm. So every time we get triggered, it keeps happening. It keeps happening mm-hmm. until the point where we're releasing these again. We're releasing unbeknown, involuntarily, uh, whether we realize or not, we're, we're releasing those hormones over and over and over again, and those hormones are turning into toxic uh, chemicals. Um, so it's just a real thing to do is to be proactive. Proactive is like, okay, I know when I'm, emo- I'm emotional, it, it takes all of my energy. Most people don't realize how much energy that goes into just feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't because they're so busy feeling. So we have this part of our brain, Naima, uh, which is the right hemisphere that holds all the suppressed emotions, and we call it the inner child mind, okay, the right hemisphere. The left hemisphere is the one that's the adult mind. That's where your logic and your reasons, you know, concerning uh, your issues. So the question is, is do we live in that right hemisphere? Most people do because we become people of emotions, not people of logic. So we feel our way through life, you know, all, all the time. We don't think our way through it. We feel our way through it. So the goal is to get those two areas of balance. You know, you're feeling and you're thinking, but you're doing not too much of each other, right? So what happens is when you are going through any type of hardship, regardless of what it is, you will have the understanding to like, okay, I've been through this before, or this is something new that's overbearing. 
to know how to turn off, turn off and back away from damaged emotions like guilt, shame, regret, despair, anger, all of these things that lead to us feeling uh, what they call inhabited, uh, such as low self-esteem, uh, feeling not good enough, feeling like you're a failure, feeling that no one loves you. Okay, that's we go right back into the victim state. And these are just these things that create emotions, right? So they create these emotions, and if we live, again, in our feeling mind, that means we get hypersensitive to everything. Everything that, I mean, if someone looks at us too hard, why are you looking at me? Is something wrong with me? You get upset. Mm. Or you may think, oh, they're looking at me, and I'm this, and I'm that. Whatever the brain is creating from the past, it's not creating it from the present or the future because that has not yet come. It's the past that it goes back to. Mm-hmm. It might have been somebody said that you might remember, the brain remembers you going through a situation when you were a little kid and people used to stare and tease you when you were a child. Mm-hmm. So the brain goes back to that area and reminds you, right, not of so much of that thought but the feeling. feeling. So the feeling okay. is carrying your heart. Is that correct? I mean, the yes, memories in your the, mind, but the but the emotion, the feeling that you had from that experience issues, is in your heart. The issues of the emotion, yeah. the issues that create the emotions are carried in the heart. Mm. Mm. The, but the emotional, uh, what do you call it, regulation, regulation is in the, uh, they call it amygdala. That's in the amygdala part of your brain. Mm. So if they're suppressed, okay, if you're suppressing emotion, those are not expressed emotions, right? Where we might have not had the opportunity as children or even as adults that we always, uh, you know, some people are passive aggressive, right? So when you're passive aggressive, you don't express the emotion. Mm. You get upset, but you hold it in. Yeah. You get upset, but you hold it in. You see what I'm saying? So you get, you get a habit of doing that. Yeah. And it becomes a, an addiction to suppressing emotions. Where does that energy go? It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't go. You know, it doesn't go poo. Because remember, words are expressed emotions. I feel angry. Okay, I feel like you hurt me. So let's just say you don't say that. You don't say it, but you feel it anyway but you don't say it. So words have power, right? Right. Those words that have not been said, that have not been expressed, lay dormant in the being. Mm. They're still there, even though they didn't come out. They're still inside. They're unsettled. They're unsettled. Like, for if if you you had a a mother or a father or somebody who might have said something to you and you never uh, uh, said something that that really hurt your feelings, but you never told them that you hurt, that they hurt your feelings. So those are suppressed emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And so as time goes on, somebody else may say something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And somebody else may say something similar, but you keep getting triggered. Anything similar to it, you just keep getting triggered because those that energy is inside of you and you are attracting that energy mm-hmm. because you have not said it. Wow. Right? So how do we deal with that? How do we work through that? Of course, therapy is one of those greatest things, right, so that you can open up and say, yes, 
child or whatever that was hurt, whatever the case may be. Um, and if you have a therapist that is not surfaced that will help you go in deep in those areas and open up that heart. Because that heart, that, that part is when the heart is closed. So the heart has to be open, you know what I'm saying? And when I, I want to really explain this when I say closed and open heart. Um, when we are disappointed and when we get hurt, our heart closes. Wow. It, it gets tension. Just like it sends that message to the wound and the weed, and the wound then takes up, up, right? Mm. So, and then when we have joy, when we have peace, the heart opens. Wow. It, it opens because it's inviting the joy. It's inviting, but when, when it feels the damage, it closes itself off because it doesn't want to be hurt anymore, mm. right? It doesn't want to experience the pain. So when the heart is open, this is the opportunity for us to express ourselves. We call that self-expression. Mm. I am expressing from the deepest parts of my being that this is what I feel today, and this is what I desire. And so now those choices that was never made before, those words that never been said before, becomes evident. It, now you are what they call, you know, self-presence, but you are you are ready to reparent yourself. Wow. Give you what you need. That's called reconscious reparenting. You you're ready to reparent yourself, but you have to have an open heart. So because if your heart is closed, then you're not going to be emotionally available for yourself to relive. Those areas that you've been avoiding, you have to relive them. You can feel them again. Otherwise, you're just going to press them down, and they're going to remain dormant inside of you. Wow. I, I have a question. It produces, of course, the toxic energy. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I was uh, totally it, uh, it, it blown amazing. away when I... When I study that. I, I have a question, and I want to, you know, remind those of you on our switchboard now, if you got a question or comment uh, for Dr. Debbie Green, press 1 so we can open your mic and get your thoughts. And if you're listening online and you want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 so we can open your mic and get your thoughts. And then if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube on Soulful Solutions, Dr. Debbie Green, we want you to write in your comments. We can share them with our listening and viewing audience. Uh, the question that I have, you know, there are a lot of families where parents uh, are not emotionally able to express emotions like love to the child. Maybe they've never uh, expressed a positive emotion such as love verbally. And so the child learns that this is not acceptable or does not learn how to express those kinds of emotions. And the only, the only state of being that they experience in their household is either silence or criticism, but never the positive energy of love. I love you. You're wonderful. You did a great job. You know, either you're ignored or you're criticized. A lot of households like that. A lot of parents, that's the way they learn parenting because that's how they were parented. What is the, what tends to be the state of the heart if you're always uh, in a state of uh, anxiety or anticipating the negative and you never have that heart-opening experience of 
loving verbal expression from those who have raised you, from those who are providing the environment that you grow up in, what what happens over time to the heart of a person like that? Well, what happens over time when um, there's a lot of heart damage, again, uh, suppression um, of these things, um, one of those things is what, well, let's talk about the mental damage. So, so dealing with the mind, you have confusion, you have, you can possibly have uh, a lot of anxiety, you can have nightmares, uh, disorientation, um, mood swings. Uh, you can also have uh, even visual visual impairment in, over a period of time. Um, that's more so in the mind. Um, you can also express, you know, have the depression and anxiety as well on an intense level. Uh, as far as the emotions are concerned, you can feel guilt, you can feel shame, you can feel regret, you can feel anger, um, you can feel abandoned, all of those in there. So when all of those issues uh, come together, then as you grow up, this is how you're going to feel if you don't get the proper mental care. You know, you have to go through mental, uh, like some type of a good psychotherapy that's going to help you uh, balance off again. Um, just you know, not look at or not relive, as I should say, relive the the past because it's very easy to relive the past. That's what causes the triggering when we relive the past. And again, again, here comes the hormones affecting the autoimmune system, causing sickness. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about this is, Naima, we don't know what the sickness, uh, uh, we don't know what the damage is until until we discover it, you know, um, because, uh, again, you, if some people are somatic, which is like every small thing becomes a big thing for them, and they find a lump, and they find a bump, and they get a pain, and just rush to the doctor, you know, and instead of like, okay, well, maybe I'm just stressing. Because right here, like when you're in our tripods in our head, our pressure, you know, if it's, in, if it's a heart issue, you know, even the throat, it, you know, you can find you feel choking sensations, mm. you know, pressure underneath the eyes, you know what I'm saying, you can have migraines, um, all of those things, you know, stomach aches. Uh, I've seen uh, patients that have extremely uh, painful uh, pain in the stomach area, in the upper stomach area. Thinking it is a GI problem, but it's not. It's all psych, it's psychological. Um, so it, the body just resembles the consciousness. That's what it does. Mm. It resembles the conscious and the subconscious. So where does it start? It starts with your mental factors. Like, you know, all right, how do I think about myself? Am I taking care of me? Mm. Am I emotionally available for me? Because I know what I've been through. I might have been through the roughest ties of life, and I'm still here. You know, I'm still surviving. But most of all, the question is, am I existing or am I just living? Because there's a difference between that. When you're living, you are proactive with your life. You don't allow the negative to become the reality. You know, you, you, you move away from a lot of mentally, you move away emotionally, you move away from a lot of things that, you know, that is hard. 
around and stay in toxic relationships that you know that's not healthy for you, but you stay in them, you know, and it doesn't matter where it's coming from. It can be coming from your family. It can be coming from your significant other or whatever, but is it healthy for you? Just the question. You know, if you find yourself feeling broken, constantly being impacted, triggered and triggered and triggered, okay, something inside of you is saying something outside of you is causing this issue, right? So either one or two things, you either have to disperse, detach, or you have to change the way you look at it. Mm. So your perception has to change in order to deal with it. Because sometimes, look, we can't pick our family members, you know, <laughs> and some of our family members can be very challenging. So you say you can't get rid of them. No, you don't get rid of them, but you have to know how much to allow them inward. That's yeah. all. That's what I'm saying. I, I guess what happens, yeah. especially if, if you have a conflict with a family member and you know that you're going to encounter them at a family gathering, that could be a source of anxiety, especially, you know, it's, it's you know, you're, you're coming to someone else's house, someone, another relative's house, so you don't control who comes. You just know that you got to face this other person in the family who may have uh, hurt you in some way psychologically or even physically, and you have to, every time you see them, maybe you relive that, emotional experience, so that could cause a lot of anxiety. I know there are a lot of families where maybe there is an abuser and 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 no one talks about it and you have to face them at every family gathering, and it could be traumatizing. How does a person address that? Do you address, do you just confront that person, even if they deny it happened? Because, and I know we've had a guest on uh, that wrote a book about, you know, she was abused and she confronted the People and of course they denied it and act like you know oh, you're crazy that never happened. But at least she talked about it. Um, right. How how do you deal with that when you've been maybe carrying the hurt, the anger, the the distress of someone in the family that you you're seeing periodically? You know Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fourth of July, whatever. And the family gets together, and that issue was never addressed. Is it better for you emotionally to just confront them and tell them how they made you feel and let it go or, or, or at least uh, let them know even if they deny it? And, and what are the emotional consequences of if they deny it? Well, I mean, I always say you, you, you have what they call an intellectual directional um, stance, which is that you can tell somebody anything in a certain way you know, saying without screaming and yelling or getting upset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not how, what you say is how you say it. As long as you say it, that's all it matters. You yeah. know, what you're, without doing damage to yourself or to another human being. Yeah. So you, you have to be, I call it assertiveness in love. Mm-hmm. Even though that person might have hurt you or they, um, you know, they might have disrespect you or whatever the case may be, but your power is your power. So you have to take your power back and get those things settled in yourself. So, you know, one of the greatest ways to do that is to, you know, not be the victim with your words because it's easy to say, you did this to me, you did that to me, and you hurt me. That's the victimized part. Okay, we know that to be true, but at the same token, you don't want to come to them with the victim mistake. Mm, the victim mistake 
going to help the situation. Yeah. You literally have to just like, you know, uh, if you, when you do get the open door to speak, um, that's an open door because sometimes it's not the right time, yeah. right? right? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when the open door can speak, oh, hello, I haven't seen you in a while, you know. Yeah. Um, do you have a moment? Can we talk for a second? You know, um, I was just thinking about some things, and uh, um, I just wanted to share something with you. Mm. Do you remember when? Mm. And we talk about that incident. You remember when you said so and so did so and so? I just want to let you know I forgive you. Mm. I want to let you know that I'm I'm finalizing that today as I look at you, and I know I haven't seen you in a while, and we haven't talked. A lot of things has happened since then, but I forgive you because I'm no longer a victim of that circumstance. Mm. I moved on in my heart and my spirit and my soul, and I'm, I'm releasing you today, and I hope you release me as well. Mm. And I just want to let you know um, that regardless of what has happened, it didn't damage me to the point where I didn't survive it. Ooh. And I want to thank you for helping me to know how strong I am. Ooh, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. When that is said, and I know you say, well, don't have to say those in that, in that particular way, but sometimes if you say it real calmly, and that person already knows the damage that they did, yeah. but right then and there, all of whatever it is that was held inside of you, mm-hmm. not the other person, but held inside of you, is finalized. That emotions, those words, whatever hurt, whatever violation, abuse, whatever, you did took your power back from that thing and you put it back in your heart center. Because your heart has to be open to speak that way. Because if it's closed, you're going to come with anger, disgust. You're going to still feel like you're the victim. But if you open up your heart and you get back the way you're supposed to as God created you, to be the force to be reckoned with. You see what I'm saying? He said, lean not to your own understanding. Because, see, our own understanding to deal with something when we get angry is to disperse anger. Right, right. We're the victim. You did this to me. How dare you? You know, you're treating me like this. That's the victim mindset. Yeah. But think about it. Think about it. You are a victim. You ain't even got over it yet. Mm. You're still a victim. So if you don't come to them in the victim mindset, You've taken all the power from them, and guess what? That is a deal. That's a signed deal. All of that energy that was inside your being, you mm. just took a big breath of it, and you just let it rip out there, and then it just disappeared. Mm. They can't hurt you anymore. They can't hurt you, not even when they're around, not even when they're gone. They can't hurt you anymore mm. because you have taken your power back. You know, one thing about, like I said, women, we are such a force to be reckoned with, and we have been through so much because we, we are childbearers. Remember, we have we, we give life, right? Yeah. We house life, you know. We give life. We house life. But what we have to remember, what is the most important thing is ourselves, our heart center, because yeah. We can satisfy and work for everyone else and do everything, but if we don't take care of this heart center right here, mm. 
opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products. And they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony 
and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
solution nor an answer if you are in your feeling center or your brain. It's not going to happen. Mm. What happens is you start deteriorating because you can't breathe. That means you're underwater, right? You think you're breathing, but you're not. Your heart is closed. It's pumping blood in your skin real, I mean, it's struggling, but it's closed. It's tension. You have tension from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. What should one do at that point? Breathe intentionally. Deep breaths all the way through the nose. Hold it. Going out slowly through the mouth, and you need to breathe as long as necessary until you start feeling your body release. Now, I'm not saying your situation is going to disappear, but you have to breathe. It's just like you're drowning. You go all the way to the bottom, what you're going to do? You're not going to die. You're going to find your way back to the top so you can get some air. It's the same process. What is that going to do for you? It's going to calm down everything. The chemicals in your brain will get extra, the the brain will get extra oxygen. It slows down the drip of adrenaline and cortisol that's rushing through your blood, your veins, and it sends a message to your heart. It's okay to relax. So the anxiety that you might have feeling in chest pains, a lot of people feel choking sensation, heaviness in the chest. Because when the heart is closed, that's why you're feeling heaviness. Mm-hmm. So when the heart opens, all of that will just go away. But you got to breathe, right? And also when you breathe, you also the heart is going to send a message to the womb, being as you're a woman, to release the tension. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, within 15 minutes of deep breathing, your body will relax enough so your brain can say what's next. Mm. What do we yeah. do with this situation? Right. And now for those who watch but it every day, they do. you know, huh? what you just said about this 15 minutes of breathing, you know, for those who watch this every day, you know, on Mondays, our Monday morning mindfulness, Zelda gives us through this 15-minute breathing exercise. Now you understand Biochemically, yeah. why that's important, especially if you're, you're you've got that suppressed emotion, anxiety from whatever may have happened the weekend before or the week before at work or whatever. But we we hold a lot of emotions, and then uh, I, 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 what's his name? I think Prince Ia, who's a, a spoken word artist, he did this video on why Monday morning is the highest day of heart attacks. So you think about the anxiety that you face the day with, the beginning of the work week, and whoever is causing you stress on the job, and you wake up with that stress and those repressed emotions in your heart, and then you end up having a heart attack. And Monday morning is the Monday is the day of the, of the highest numbers of heart attacks. So what we do here on Mondays with that breathing, that could be saving your life. And, and you know, you think about if you are existing in a work situation where every week you've got to face people who stress you out, who make you feel like your livelihood is threatened because you might be fired or they're doing things that make you feel like you're not being 
uh, adequately supported or recognized, and you you face that emotion every Monday, you got to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I also want to give you some warning signs of emotional distress um, that if anyone is going through that, just know that this is definitely a time for you to do some self-care. Um, dizziness, um, shortness of breath, feeling anxious and uh, tired and depressed, you know, for a duration of time, uh, shoulder, neck, back issues, um, heart racing, um, where your heart is feeling heavy but you're, you haven't tachycardia, um, headaches. Headaches can be on the frontal lobe, also uh, towards the back of the neck, which is a typical area of your brain. Um, but in some people that have it on the top, right here in the crown, some people have pressure here. Some people have pressure here uh, on the side of the temples, okay? All of this is from emotions. Please understand, this is not, uh, you don't have just a diagnosis of migraines. Migraines develop because of suppressed emotions. I got a, I got a question about that. Does the spot on your head where you're hurting, is that connected to a specific emotional state? Because I, I tend to get them right on the crown of my head, right at the top. Some people get at the back of their head. Some people get right. on the sides. So does it, 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 is the, the pain area related to the type of emotion that's creating the distress? Uh, the top of the head, the crown is more so for uh, a heart issue, right? Anything wow. dealing in the head is a heart issue. If you have tension around here, you know what I'm saying, because the body kind of holds, uh, like, from the upper body on up, it's the heart issue. Mm. The lower body, like the lower above the belly button all the way down to the root, which we got the root chakra under underneath the belly button, okay, that's the wound. The wound is under stress, mm. major stress. But up above is the heart issue, mm. right? So, again, remember I said if the heart gate uh, is closed um, for any reason, you know, it could be, again, from a past hurt or or something that may be going on in the present moment, if that, wound, uh, if that heart is closed, it's going to send tension to the rest of the body. Think about it, because this is a muscle, right? So it pumps blood all through the body, but most of all, it literally, you know what I'm saying, it causes tension, it, because this is just blocked energy. Mm-hmm. Emotions are energy in motion, and mm-hmm. so we have this blocked energy that's not blood flowing. Like some people who have feet issues, their feet just ache, mm. all right? Guess what? It's a root issue down in the womb. Wow. Wow. Lower extremities around the, around the knees, around the pelvic area, wound issue. Mm. So if it's a wound issue. So, again, that, that, that's maybe created to, I get or, or connected to, you know, love and life issues when it's a wound issue uh, that creates, you know, the the pain in all the other areas. Is that what's happening? Right. Well, the, the suppressed emotions are more so carried more so in the wound than in the heart because, remember, they kind of communicate, right? Uh, so some, the wound can carry more pressure because it's a life, it's a house. It's a house. It can carry massive amounts of pressure. Wow. That the heart can't care. Okay, let me explain like this. 
when we encounter something through our senses, we hear it, we see it, we touch it, we taste it, whatever it is coming through our senses, uh, we are impacted by people's behavior. We are impacted also by their actions. We are impacted also by our life choices and our life decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So we're just impacted, right? From the time we were born up until we leave, just we're always impacted. So every impaction causes some type of stress, mild, moderate, or severe. When it becomes a severe stressor, a severe stressor then affects us more so than any mild or moderate. Uh, so again, we hold it. People hold on to damaged emotions. They don't like to let go of them. I've learned to let go of damaged emotions, but I'm I'm teaching others to finalize, finalize things in yourself so that you can move on because otherwise that energy turns into other energy. The heart has to communicate with the brain. When the heart does not communicate with the brain and then all of this tension is from the top of the head to the heart, then guess what? It's going to communicate in a woman to the womb. That's just the way it is because that, that, that's another muscle, okay? Mm. It's another muscle, but most of all, it is another organ that houses life. Your heart houses life. Your brain houses life. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Without those components, you, can, you can't, I mean, if your brain dead, you can't operate even if your heart is beating. Mm. If your heart is no longer beating, even if your brain is operable, you can do artificial air, but when that heart stops, everything stops. The only way, the only thing that you can do without is the womb. That's why some women will have what they call, you know, a complete hysterectomy. Okay, so guess what happens when that remove that that womb is removed? Yeah. It was not designed to be removed. It Ooh. was supposed to stay intact. But some people have uterine cancer. You know what I'm saying? So they were going to remove that wound, right? So all of the hormones that the wound was sending to the heart for release and to the mind does not happen anymore. So what happens? When the heart is suppressing that energy, Mm. it goes directly in the heart. Now the heart is working overtime because it don't have no other place to store it. Okay, I got a question. Well, I'll hold my question until... It, it is. I, I want to add something about that. Um, well, we got a caller at 773450. You can hold just a second. I, I want to get this question out before I forget it. Um, I know I know women who've had radical hysterectomies. They've 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 had the womb removed, and they're in chronic illness all the time. You know, and you know, probably emotional distress that's not being released. What do you do if you've had that 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 major organ removed and it and it and even the absence of it is maybe connected to your feelings about motherhood, your your feelings about nurturing or being nurtured? How and and your your body is after that organ has been removed, your body is just breaking down in all different places. Is there a way to repair the emotional damage that comes from not having? that womb that is able to then, you know, release the emotions to the heart and all of those things, what else can a person do once that once that organ is gone? Um, one of the greatest things about that is uh, they would have to do what they call subconscious meditation. 
subconscious meditation and, and with affirmation. So you have to affirmate and meditate. You can meditate laying down. You can meditate standing up. You can, what you know, whatever stance or tone position you choose. But you you do deep breathing, and when you breathe out, you you speak out what you are releasing. Like for example, if I if I'm if, if someone if I'm speaking out uh, that I have you know low self-esteem or I feel something of that nature, I would and then I would release. I breathe out hurt and pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I breathe out failure. Mm. I breathe out low self-esteem. I breathe in life. I breathe out hurt and pain. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, those, and let the words, as you're breathing, you're affirmating and declaring and you're breathing out. And you're going to get to a point where you're going to, you will then start resting in it. And your being, because you're, you're hearing it through your auto. Mm. So your subconscious is being awakened wow. by that. It's being awakened by those words. And you're giving breath, which is giving the breath that gives energy to the situations and the issues. Wow. Because that's what breathing is for, is to relax but also to give energy to. To give energy, yeah. Well, before we take a break, let me take this call, 773-450. Your mic is open. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question or comment for Dr. Debbie Green. Good morning. Grand rising, Halloween green to all. It's Because people let emotions rule them, so emotions can be negative because an emotion is a, is a feeling you have. You should have a consciousness that goes above your feelings. Now you think so many people end up locked up in jail. They get mad in a situation instead of them taking fire, being still, breathing, and getting it out their system. They run off and go get a gun to, to settle the score. And before they can think about it, they done done something. Now they're in jail for 20 years. They got lots of time to think about what they did after they get in there. But before you get to that, my question is, so we have to balance our consciousness. We are creatures. Who are we auditioning for? I thought creatures auditioned for the creator. We, we are auditioning for other creatures. And for people that can't help you breathe, that's a mistake. Why are we auditioning for each other? I can't give you life. Audition for the creator, and then you got a different uh, standing of mind. Also, your mind is the master. We are the co-creators in our own life. Many people don't realize that. They always, oh, I'm praying. Praying don't do you no good if you're not doing nothing. God can help you if you don't start the, the ball to roll. It's always on you. So when you get emotional, you're all full of tension. When you breathe, you should exhale first. People always want to inhale. No, exhale all that stuff that's in you that's a problem. Get rid of it. Then when you inhale back, now you've got some fresh air and fresh thoughts and a fresh mind on it. We need to take more time being still and planning life. Always say I got an A through Z plan because you need at least 26 plans even just on a simple activity. 
You can't do but one thing. This is the answer. And you only have one solution. When you get up there and then you have to pay that, what you going to do? You didn't even come up with anything else. So the majority of us never plan, so we're going to fail. And even if you fail, there's nothing wrong with that because failure means you can go back to the drawing board, tweak it, and get it right. That's another Why do people think failure is such a big deal, man? It's good to fail because then you can go back to the drawing board and get it right. Now you've got success. Failure is good, but you know, I think the majority of us, when society throws all this stuff at us, we're just stressed out over everything. We're stressed out over our job. We're stressed out over life. We're stressed out over relationships. You ought to cut the stress. It ain't necessary. Take your time and watch your life unfold before you. But you should be in the right place, and you've got a, a, a choice in it. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit on the soundbars and complain about politicians that that we were not even included in the Constitution? That blows me away. Black people are not even included in the Constitution. We are not supposed to follow any of those rules. If we well, follow you know, the truth, yeah, if we follow the spiritual rules, we're going to have no problems at all. That's why when I come on this radio, I got that $100 bill in my hand. All I'm asking all of y'all to do is just put in on it. This is side money. It ain't got nothing to do with your savings accounts or checking accounts or life or nothing. This is side. If we all put side money together, we'd all be rich. They just don't okay. get it. They keep looking at TV telling you bye, bye, bye. Spin, spin, spin. <laughs> Well, hold that, hold that, hold that thought, uh, Obadiah, and hold that dollar bill, uh, hold that hundred dollar bill, because we gonna we gonna find some ways for you to put it to use. Uh, <laughs> we gotta take a break, but we thank you for your comments. He said a couple of things that I'd like to uh, ask about. Uh, we gotta take a break, but we're gonna, we're gonna come back. There's something you said about prayer that I want to uh, I want to address because a lot of people pray with the thought that, you know, God is mad at them or, or they're unworthy or they're, you know, a sinner and, you know, bound for hell and they begging God to, to forgive them as if they're unworthy. So I, I think even the energy with which you approach your communion with the divine, if it's if it's not one that's life-affirming and worth-affirming of yourself, I think it can it can actually project more negative energy. Well, I will talk about that when we come back. we got another caller also. Thank you so much, Obadiah. We appreciate you. And hold that $100 bill because we got something for it. <laughs> it won't go to waste. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. If you're on our switchboard now got a thought you want to share or a question to ask Dr. Debbie Green, just press 1. That will light your number up and hold the hand up so we know you have something to say. And we will be right back after this quick break so stick and stay don't stray away we'll be back in a moment stay with us do you worry about finances family health jobs relationships are you in pain do you feel stuck if you answered yes to any of these questions help is available don't worry you're not alone It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, 
Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. This is Rashida. I, I just had a brief um, uh, comment on the emotions because um, I uh, I had been very emotional because of um, the 
killing killings and fear of injury, traumaphobic. So I learned to control myself, and then I also learned that some emotions are positive. You know, just think of happiness and joy, interest, excitement, gratitude, and love. These are uh, positive emotions, and, and you feel good. And then there's negative emotions like sadness, anger, loneliness, jealousy, self-criticism, fear, or rejection. It can be difficult, even painful. So I think that uh, we need to have more intelligent people to address the issue, especially in the broader uh, community, uh, because emotions. Uh, for example, you know, uh, we were—I was dealing with the fear of uh, injury because my grandson was killed, and they never got uh, or, or got the uh, the murderer. So, uh, with me experiencing, you know, the pain of injury and and the fear of it, I, I you know, had discovered myself that. I was traumaphobic, but that's not a that's not a bad emotion. That's not a negative emotion so much uh, as compared to, to, to uh, the emotion of fear. Because if you think you know you uh, love this emotion, therefore you love the one that was killed. You know you love not that he died or something like that. So that. Was what I had to deal with myself and play on, but I did learn um, emotions, and I have done research on my own emotions to uh, find out why I had those feelings. But if we had more people uh, that had concerns like you all do uh, right now addressing the issue, then we could probably deal with some of the anger that's inside our communities and our, our, our schools. My um, grandson's mother, she's so emotional about it. She has tricked in her mind that the person who killed her son was killed. But if he was killed, that's still a no-no. You know, justice should be brought other than... Uh, you all come together with a, a group of people to inflict the same type of injury on their family emotion because of that that unsolvedness of uh, the homicide. So that emotion, you know, sort of triggered some other things in his other siblings um, because of his killing. So they team up together and get somebody else to kill who they think killed him. But what about that person's family? So those emotions of uh, anger should be dealt with, I think. But emotions are, are not bad. Sometimes emotion uh, is, is good because emotions can, can be happy, you know. It could be some, a sort of happiness in emotions as well as, you know, interest and excitement in, in emotion, not always negative. There's other labels for negative emotions, but emotion in to its totality, I think, is not bad. 
Yeah. Well, you know, Rashida, you you pointed out a thing that is unfortunately uh, common, and that is people stuck in fear after they've gone through a trauma of violence, either of themselves or a loved one, and then also the emotions of vengeance, you know, feeling like if I hurt the person who hurt me or hurt my loved one, then I'll feel better. But you don't feel better, (laughs) and usually it it leads to something worse. But, you know, there's a grief that happens when someone passes away, and one of the things that I, I tried to do, uh, and, and I'm sure, Dr. Debbie, you do this with your your, your uh, other program that you're doing as well, is address the the spiritual understanding of life so that we are not holding on to grief when someone transitions. And one of the things I try to do with my 555 series that I, I did for uh, a couple of years was point to people uh who were teaching some realities that we don't always comprehend, uh, even through our religions, and really understanding that we are eternal beings, and no one can kill you. You are ever existing. This time in a physical body is temporary, and even though we're not aware because we come here and we go through a veil of forgetfulness so that we can have this experience No one dies before their time, and no one dies by accident. And every death is a choice because if you're not ready to leave, you do have the choice to come back. And I've been sharing many of the the near-death experiences of people who have experienced that. They've experienced life on the other side. It used to be said, well, nobody's ever died and come back to tell people. Well, now there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people around the world who have experienced it and are sharing it so that we can let go of anger when someone transitions because we can understand that that soul chose to leave. Many souls chose to leave during the COVID crisis. It wasn't that, oh, my God, this is horrible. No, they made a decision that this was a good exit time for them. So when, we, when we're really in that deep of, of trauma of, of death, we got to take our understanding to a higher level because understanding on this level is not going to heal us. We have to understand life at a, at a higher level where we understand existence and we understand eternal existence and we understand souls making choices when to incarnate and when to exit and even how to exit in such a way that even teaches people who are still having this earth experience something that will help them. And, and so this is, this is why it's necessary for us to get different information that will help us see the passing of a person differently than, oh, someone took my loved one, they hurt me, and I'm sad, and, and I'm, I'm vengeful, and it's wrong, and I'm fearing I'm going to be hurt. That's a, that's a signal. It's, it's necessary for us to take our understanding of life to a higher level. Otherwise, We'll be stuck there in that grief, and we won't understand that life is eternal, and your grandson is not dead, but merely transitioned to another life experience by his choice. And that's that's a deep understanding. But until you get to that level, you'll be stuck at this stage of grief and fear, and you don't want to be stuck there. Yeah, I would like to say something really quick. To um, let let me uh, let me share some uh, wonderful advice for you. I don't know if you've ever seen The Shack. It's a movie, but it's also a book. You know, it's an old book, um, but 
but it was made into a motion uh, movie, motion theater movie. It's called The Shack, S-H-A-C-K. And The Shack is based upon when this man lost his uh, child to a perpetrator that, that killed his child. And, it, they, and he had to go back the way he got stuck at in his emotions and get the, and it is, it is a, um, a spiritual overflow with this movie. So um, I would suggest that you, you, you look at that movie. It's going to really ring clear to you and have your loved ones look at that movie because the thing about this is it's easy to hold on to a past event. Anytime we're dealing with uh, any sudden death, because that's a sudden death, right? It's not a terminal illness, so you don't have time to prepare. So when you're dealing with sudden death, there's several things that take place real quickly. Uh, the primary is the when it first happens. All of the answers, you got anger, you have all of the discontentment, emotional overflow, grief, despair, all in one shebang. You see what I'm saying? Because you're like, why? That, that, that question never gets answered. It's just like suicide. It never gets answered. Why did someone take my child's life? Or why did they take their own life, you know? So the why never gets answered. Let's just get that out of the way. So here comes the brain and the heart and the spirit and soul trying to figure out what to do with this situation. Now, to put a, for the, the quick fix on this, because there's not a quick fix, so I'm talking about a quick fix as far as looking at it from a rational point of view. You see what I'm saying? You have to ask yourself, how long shall I suffer? Mm. This person that that left, that was removed that from however it may be, through someone else's hand, okay, he is no longer in pain. He's not laid up in a hospital due to a gunshot wound or, or paralyzed or nothing. No, he's no longer in pain. Yes, it doesn't rectify it, what I'm saying. It doesn't answer the question. Yes, I know you want something done because what's inside of you is not resting. What's inside of your daughter is not resting. There's no peace. There's no peace there with it. The only way to get peace with it is to forgive. And I and that is a process in itself. That doesn't mean you agree. That doesn't mean that you think things were right or you think things were wrong. It's just going back to a neutral stance in it all. Nothing can do, nothing you can do, no one can do to bring him back. Even if you found the person and they went through a point of, of suffering themselves. That ain't going to bring it back. So what, what would he want you to do? He would want you to live. He would want you to continue on your life and allow him to live through you. Because the bloodline never dies, baby. Right. It's just our minds and our hearts that die. But the bloodline never dies. Right. You see what I'm saying? Concerning the situation, when I say your mind and heart is dying, if you stop living, you start dying. Mm. If you stop living, if you continue, and I'm saying to always try to figure it out, I need to figure it out. I need to. You know how many cold cases we have in America alone? Mm. Unsolved cases of families just waiting. At some point, the 
when they find them, it, well, okay, oh, that, that made me feel better, but ain't nothing going to change. Right. That person is no longer there. Yeah. But they will want you to, because they love you. They don't want you to suffer. Right. They, they don't want you to suffer mentally, emotionally, no kind of way. Let the bloodline live on. Let him live on through you. You let them say, well, but he's not physically here, so we're going to live for him. Right. We're not going to feel angry. We're going to live in joy for him. We're going to live in peace for him. That's how you replenish the life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rashida, let me throw this thought out uh, to you that may be helpful if you're able to accept it. Every soul that comes here comes here with a life plan of something that they wanted to accomplish. Sometimes it's going to take, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, and they plan that. Sometimes it might take only three, four, five years. People come here with a plan to have an impact on the world around them. They come for their soul to learn lessons. And sometimes they choose a kind of death that's going to have an impact in changing things in the world. There are souls who choose to leave this world through an act of violence for various reasons. Sometimes it's to awaken those who are left to change things. You look at something horrible like a mass shooting, and I know this is a different thought for a lot of people, but I want you to grasp this. We come here in soul groups sometimes, people that we've had many life experiences with as a group. And people may choose to leave in a group in a way that will change the society, such as a mass shooting, which those souls had the intention of sparking a change to get rid of this extreme gun culture. So... We as human beings often have to be shocked into doing what's right. I mean, we could choose to do what's right. We could choose to live in a society where nobody carried guns and everybody treated each other fairly and kindly and and we fed the hungry and all that, but we are somehow stuck on the idea that we have to be shocked into doing what's right. So there are souls who choose to leave in such a way that awakens those who are left behind so that they can make changes in the society. This is a different way of seeing it, but once you see it that way, that's what can calm your soul because you have to know that this that no no death is accidental. Everybody comes here with several different exit points that they can choose, ways that they can choose to leave. You come into the body, you got to figure out how you're going to get out of this body. Some people choose to just exit peacefully, those who choose to, you know, leave in their sleep. And some, they may choose to leave instantly in a car accident or a heart attack. But believe it, as an eternal soul, life is a choice that you're making and a plan that you make before you come here. So there is, there is nothing that happens without a reason. And as Dr. Debbie said, your loved one, your grandson, is not intending for you to be suffering, but for you to grow to a level of understanding so that you may heal all of those things inside of you that have been hurt for too long, whether you're feeling helpless, whether you're feeling like a victim, whether you're feeling afraid. Your grandson wants you to grow 
so that you can master this life in the way that you're intending to. So you're experiencing this death as a catalyst for your spiritual growth. And it's necessary for you to seek that information that's going to allow you to grow so that you can get beyond this point where you're stuck in grief. And then once you transcend this this point that you're at, you'll be able to help other people because you've been through it. And we don't always know what the soul plan is until we leave this earth, but you've got to know, you have to know, that his death was his choice for a reason. And he's living where he's living and not wanting you to grieve. So uh, oh, keep on that. Okay. Oh. We got another call. I guess we got a moment to take. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, we got two more calls. Let's see. I'm going to take... Uh, Seven seven three nine nine six, and then after that we're gonna take seven seven three nine seven seven. Got a, about a minute for each of you all to make your comments. Go right ahead. Okay. Good morning, this is Cooper James. Uh, yeah. I came. I came in the world and found out there's a there's a there's there's a, I'm a special person. So I, my whole goal was find Mark? out who I was. Huh? Who I was? Who my, who my friend, <laughs> huh? Um, why I'm, why am I special? That's, that, that's what that's what other people told me when I was a kid. Right. You're special. You're, 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 you're teaching. You're teaching people. You're you're healing people. You're showing people right. away. I, I'm I'm a natural person then, and I'm a natural person now. People gravitate right. to me. Thank you. Okay. Keep on. I'm, I'm a special, and there there is no there is no death. There is no that's, death. That is it. Okay. And, and that's good that you have discovered that because that's the lesson we got to teach for those who. Don't understand it yet. Seven seven three nine seven seven. You got a minute? Go right ahead with your comment or question for Dr. Debbie. Seven seven three nine seven seven. Your mic is open. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Glory be to God. This is Lois in Chicago, and and oh, I'm enjoying everyone today. But you know, I want to tell Obadiah, take that hundred dollars and turn it into a thousand or something. Don't don't play us so cheap if you're going to start something. Uh, I feel that uh, our children have been killed back in uh, way before Emma Till. And, and Regina, my heart goes on. My heart felt sympathy to you because uh, I know it hurts. It hasn't happened to me, but I can just imagine how you and so many of my other friends feel having had your child just or grandchild just shot down like a dog or worse than a dog. You know, they care more about the dogs than they do our children. You kill a dog nowadays, you're going to serve some time. But back in the cotton fields, they, they killed our children, our people. They took our girls and raped them when they got ready to do it. Uh, even if you find out who's done it, 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 it for example, Emma Till, they don't do anything to them. Look at all the people we've seen shot down. What have they done to them? So I, I suggest that we get together with somebody like Willie Wilson, Willie Wilson has money to do a lot of things with. We can form our own African-American tribe. And all of the unsolved homicides in the Chicago area and all over the world, Willie Wilson can start with, they pay us, every family, the next of kin, $5,000 for not solving the crime. And I'll bet they'll stop all this killing they're doing. But one of the things, and we thank you so much for calling, Lois, we only got about a minute or so left, but we thank you for calling, and we got to think about how do you be at peace even if nothing is done after someone's killed, and the whole thing is your own inner peace 
because it's your body who is being hurt when you are in grief. And Dr. Debbie, last one. All right. Um, I just want everyone just to be mindful of life experiences. Again, we can't. We come here in our mother's womb being impacted, impacted by her emotions, impacted by her actions, every sound that we hear, every touch that we feel. And as we enter into this place called life, we're going to constantly be impacted. It's not the problem of being the impaction. It's how you are viewing it, what's your perception in life. You know, because one can think of the worst situations over and over and over again, look at the worst situations over and over again, and, you know, continue to feel like the victim that life is just made us sometimes. But I want to encourage you today to look at yourself from a platform of being, not doing. You're no longer being to be target. You're no longer being the target of life, but make the target of life in a whole other aspect, which means you are not the target. Life is the target. So when life is the target, that means that even if you've been impacted by whatever, even when things have overflowed you, even when you don't understand, even when things seem like they're overwhelming, because like you said, it's good emotions, but then there's negative emotions. We're 80-20. The, the negative emotions is what we remember the most. The, the, the ones that are full of joy, they're just there like whispers mm. in the night. Mm. So be encouraged. Be encouraged today that you have the strength to pull yourself out of the fire so that you can control your emotions and then you can control life and then you can live a life of abundance that God has created you with. Be encouraged. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Soulful Solution. And Zelda, I got that memo, baby. You're right. This should be an ebook. I really, I, I felt that the universe was talking to me, and I know that's true. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Facebook, for watching. The blog talk for listening. God bless you, and stay empowered. In your- come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.nyc.com. www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Cheche, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, 
Grazie. Egypt. Shukran. Ghana. Medasi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Ngiabonga. Senegal. Jaret. Kenya. Asante. Israel. Toda. Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor. Saudi Arabia. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.